games are the latest craze to sweep the country and most of the world, too. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. Finish him. I'll be back. He's alive! He's alive! Are you afraid of God? No, I'm afraid of The Angry Gamers! Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 80th episode of The Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net, Audio Technica, and AK Racing. I'm not so humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. Join today, my two partners in crime. Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD, and Miss Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart. Hey, welcome all. back to the Eight Bit Studio. Welcome, Thank you. Welcome back to yourself, Thank good you. sir. I what? didn't have to go very far. I literally woke up and Change walked rooms. out of one room into the next room. I'm actually surprised at the lack of pajamas. Like, I honestly thought you'd be like rocking the PJs every every time here, but yeah respectably put clothes on mm-hmm. so thank you you're wearing mm. a brand new 8-bit shirt which Hot and i didn't i didn't uh recognize this before or maybe i'm not reading it right but it looks like the red ranger power coin from the original series of power rangers it's got a bit of that vibe i didn't even know until just yeah. now it looks exactly like the red ranger power coin of course with craig at the center and the 8-bit underneath anyway mm-hmm. badass it looks like uh like some kind of like emblem Mm. It's it's the design I'm trying to get done for the beanies and the caps, but apparently there's too much detail into it, so I'm getting it reworked again. Too much detail? Or is to, it too to much do the to... to do the embroidery. Oh god, so hard to. I know. To... Designed by humans, make it easier, please. Yeah, <laughs> please. We need to make money. But check all that out at designedbyhumans.com forward slash shop forward slash We Are Eight Bit for all our tasty merch. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I don't know. It's been all happening. So it's been a busy week. Yeah. Not a huge amount of gaming news though. Like it's it's pretty light on. Is is this sort of like the the off season of gaming you'd almost say like, you know, news is sparse. The big highlights are especially sparse. The calm before the storm though. Yeah. October's huge. October is a yeah. going to be a busy so busy stacked. month. So many games, obviously packs. Yeah. Should we talk about that now or do you want to end with some more packs news? I know we teased another thing on episode 79. Let's talk about it now. Let's just get it out of the way up front just so people know what, what else we'll be doing when we're out there. Mm. So last week we mentioned that we are going to be part of a panel in conjunction with 11 other podcasters. We're calling it a panel, but it's not really a panel. Mm. It's more of a stage show. Yes, yes. A, a variety show with video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Theatrics. Competition. Blood, sweat. Chaos. Tears. Glory. Triumph. It's called Party Mode. Party Mode. Pretty excited for that. Confirmed for? Confirmed for the Saturday of PAX at 4.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. until 5.30 p.m. in the Wombat Theatre. Which is the main stage. Main stage. So we need everybody in there to fill those seats and get hyped. We need champions. We need champions for for Brendan, who's going to be on stage. I'm a little bit scared. A little bit scared. I was going to say we need some hecklers. (laughs) I'd I'd, I'd welcome some hecklers. It'll probably break the the ice a little bit. It's pretty nuts because that theatre holds a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, just to throw that number out there. Yeah. Plus, it's being streamed live on Twitch, on the main mm-hmm. Twitch thing for PAX. So, so if you're definitely there, multiple thousand. be sure to shout out, stay hungry. Yeah, that'll yeah. get me going. That'll get me going. So oh, we're excited that'll, for that. That'll separate the 8-bit 
wheat from the chaff. Mm-hmm. That's how we'll know if you're actually part of the 8-Bit Nation. Mm-hmm. If you scream out, stay hungry, uh, or type it in the chat. Mm. So we're excited for that. But the second thing we wanted to, to bring to the, the nameless table is we will be there in conjunction with our, uh, our family from Audio-Technica who have an exhibitor's booth at PAX for the entirety of the event. And we are sharing some of that booth with them. There's going to be a podcast station set up Mm -hmm. uh, where we will not only be recording podcasts, doing interviews with various personalities and people from within the gaming space and otherwise, but we're also going to be opening up for for budding or would-be podcasters who want to sort of feel it out or maybe they've got ideas and they just want to work out how to execute even try and uh, you know try some of these high quality gear before poning up the dollars. Yeah. So we're going to have sometime this week. I'll get it finished. Um, I'm going to put a full schedule down, broken down into you know 30 minute increments. And what we're going to do is is open it up to the, the general populace, and they can come in, book some time, whether it be them and three friends, or maybe one of us jump on, or maybe one of the other AGPN people we know could jump on, shoot the shit with them for that 30 minutes or 20 minutes or however long you want to freestyle this thing for um, up to 30 minutes um, sadly that's the time constraint we're working off after that we're going to chuck it onto a 8-bit slash audio technica usb and you can take that do as you please with it broadcast it to your friends get it on your podcast channel whatever it is so listen to it quietly at night in yep. your bed mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. so it. yeah all free of charge so obviously there's there's no admission to, to do any of this We'll set up sort of a, a Google Drive um, document where you can jump on and register interest on times, um, everything like that. And we'll lock it in. We'll, we'll master it. We'll mix it for you. And then you walk away with your uh, your handiwork with you and up to uh, three other friends. So we've only got uh, facilities for four hot mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can be you and three others. You can be just you and a couple of us or anyone else you want to bring along. Whatever your idea is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be gaming. If you want to do a podcast or an audio book retelling, whatever you want. You got you got 30 minutes to make some magic and then we'll uh, export it for you and you can take it on your merry way. That's right. And, you know, be, be creative, uh, be adventurous. We just did our first ever episode of Rose Royale, uh, which is our new Bachelorette offshoot uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, but we've been doing, eight, this is our 80th episode mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, we've done a couple of other, you know, episodes here and there, just trialing different ideas. Um if you have any questions, you know, not to really big ourselves up or anything, but we've been through a lot of error in order to yeah. kind of get this product working. So if you have questions, come just ask us. Even if you don't manage to get on there, if you're interested in doing this sort of thing, definitely come by. Um, yeah, always happy to help. Always happy mm-hmm. to help people do, you know, whatever it is they're looking to do, pursue their creative uh, ambitions. And on the back of that, there's going to be obviously a full contingent of Audio-Technica staff on there. So if you want to sort of deep dive on... The technical side of it, you want to get advice on microphones, on headphones, mixes, and things like that. Uh, Matt and his crew are going to be there, so they'll be more than happy to uh, address your questions, provide some recommendations. They've got a nice little uh, studio recording kit with a with a AT twenty twenty and a set of uh, headphones as well that you can get at a really really great price. And it's mm-hmm. a great little launch pad for uh, your potential uh, recording career wherever that might take you. So it's exciting. Yeah. It's going to be nice sitting in the little booth I'm amongst all that chaos. Be... Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, just in the booth amongst mm-hmm. that chaos, I'm just going to be happy I'll be you know, able to sit somewhere. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's yeah. a fantastic booth. Like I showed you the initial sort of uh, 3D drawings that they've got with it. Mm. And they've got a, a VR station. So anyone that wants to come play some HTC Vive, there'll be a, a couple of titles there that you can muck around on. 
and there's a, a gaming station where there's going to be four PCs set up with it with a couple of different games. You can jump on, try their gaming headsets, try their headphones to listen to some of that audio quality as well. PAX so, is going to be nuts. Yeah. It's going to be a whirlwind. Yeah, it's going to be big. Like we're there um, from sort of midweek. So we're going to be there from Thursday-ish right through to, some of us will be right through there till Monday. So uh, yeah, if you see us, come say good day. Definitely. If you see us at a bar, come say good day and bring us a beer or maybe we'll buy you a beer. Sam's looking very uh, giving right now. Tequila. Or tequila. That's Miss Ellie Hart's uh, poison of choice. Tequila, straight, or you want it mixed, or what's, what's your Surprise preference? Surprise me. There Just no roofies. Tequila yes. sunrise. That's the disclaimer. Oh, sorry, no that roofies. was really dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that goes for all of us, I think. No roofies, please. I don't know. Uh, Try you like the Sam. I could be swayed. Mm. All right. Speaking of swaying, what have you been doing this week? I have been playing a lot more WoW. I'm not going to talk at all about it. Thank you. I'm not going to talk at all about it. <laughs> um, one of the other things I did this week, though, was I watched uh, the new Netflix series Neo Tokyo. Uh, Neo Yokio. Still uh, can't take that seriously. Not all of it. No, I know, and you can't. It's a it's a parody. It's not great. It's really not great. It stars um, uh, Jaden Smith and oh, uh, what's his name? The Englishman in Sherlock plays. Cumberbatch? No, not Cumberbatch. The other guy. No, in um, the guy from that uh, plays old mate Hobbit. Yeah, and he's also Alfie. No, not the Hobbit. Oh, you mean? Um, oh, from uh, Train Spotting? No. <laughs> Is it wow. Alfie what? the the no, adulterer he, he man? Plays a Sherlock. Yeah. Um, he's, holy shit! Oh, he's Scottish. How am I? Receding how am I? hairline. Um, uh, he was dating. I'm absolutely uh, drawing blank. He's a bit of a. He's he a bit was of a dated, he's married to Sienna Miller. To every person that's yeah. already gotten the name right now, you win 10 points. All right. Oh, my God. How are we all drawing a blank? Anyway, so Neo Tokyo. I don't even know who you're talking about. Neo Tokyo is a place. I, Neo Yokio. Fuck, I keep saying Neo Tokyo. Sorry, my bad. Neo, yeah, I know that's totally your fault. That After was you said, my fault. I never even made the connection. And then as soon as you said Neo Yokio, I was like, oh. But Neo Yokio, it's, it's like a sort of anime um, based in a futuristic New York. Uh, the world of Neo Yokio is it's like a super, you know, utopian sort of city and because of that demons have attacked um majors defend and have kind of risen to aristocracy and it's sort of this weird parody of like consumerism jude law culture jude law jude law how do we forget jude law shell for me we've got you anyway jude law plays the voice is the voice actor of like the robot butler uh i tried i really wanted to like this because it looked interesting um i wasn't too sure about you know the premise too much based on the trailer that i saw a couple of weeks ago it's really not great um you you follow jaden smith's character um kaz khan who's this sort of petulant whiny aristocratic teenage wizard thing very um, appealing to audiences yeah it's like you you kind of um join in on his story right at the start of this sort of romeo and juliet right like yeah. romeo's you know all you know butthurt about that girl that's no longer seeing him anymore that's where we sort of join kaz khan and it's about him trying to get past that and finding the new love interest Mm -hmm. and also defeating you know his wanky rival and it's all really posh and proper um but again it's so petulant and he's meant to be like he's meant to be this sort of bratty child but it's hard to watch and i just don't <sighs> like him jaden smith yeah no, a lot of people do don't not like him a lot of people all. don't i i don't know what it is he la- i think he lacks the charisma of will mm. 
And was that, didn't know. he go through a phase where his Twitter was just like completely abstract? Like he wrote some really stupid things. Yeah. I think he's, he's done like all this spoken word slam poetry shit, and he's trying to be real worldly and creative. He, he he's a creative dude. You know, he's he, he ventures into different things. He likes to you know mix music and. I don't know all sorts of shit. Mm. He's, he's just doing whatever. It but just sounds like they put a really unappealing character as a main focus, and it's really hard it is, to uh, care. But it's an unappealing character. Like that's, I mean, it's not. That's not where it falls apart. I think it just falls apart because it's not really conveying its ideas properly. Like again, I, I, it's meant to be a parody of consumerism. Like mm. I think in the first episode, the the main nemesis is a demon that's um, possessed this like Chanel two piece suit that's this girl's uh, wearing and so she becomes possessed sounds gross yeah it, it, it again i think there are ideas there and i i've just only poor seen execution the first two episodes i'm not really hooked at all and i'm, I'm kind of just you know yeah it's just not great mm. it's not it's, great it's been getting panned like even i saw earlier ign gave it what a four and a half out of ten yeah so this is american made anime yeah leave it to the professionals that's leave it to that's them. a lot yeah. of the problem with netflix trying to you know branch into that anime space and using their own in-house design teams or whatever and oh, it's just so is the execution based, just always suffers I is find. this based after the success of castlevania no Pro- no it would have been in development before that yeah yeah it sure. would have been in work for a while yeah but yeah I, I have no interest in watching it truth be told no <laughs> i i again i thought it was kind of my my thing i think the animation style is a bit choppy um it's not as crisp as like new anime out of japan um so yeah anyway that's uh the one thing that i've brought to the nameless table this week um to that talk about more. wow have you have you maximized your flying no level God, or whatever no. the hell so I, I have hit a bit of a grind point yeah finally um i i need to get my rep my reputation up with four factions or five five other factions to a certain point and the only way to do it is to grind these world quests which are like public events uh, sort of public events. Sound yeah. like another yeah. game uh, that other people play. Destiny Two, little little oh, indie you title. What? Yeah, it sounds a lot like Destiny Two that you had a go at us for. I didn't have a go. I well, just uh, I just compared and said that uh, wow. Again, I think I haven't checked, but I think I'm probably close to four days played. So what's that? That's uh, ninety six hours. Ninety six hours. hours, and I'm only now kind of getting to a point where it feels grindy. I think that's pretty good for end game content as well and i'm still on but the you early d- you didn't start from zero did you you started no, this from is 90 purely or? from level 100 to 110 yeah see so that's that's not the but apparently the experience apparently the, the grind up is about a day and a half now to 100 mm. which is amazing compared to what it was which is nothing almost less than getting to 300 light level on uh destiny 2 hmm. yeah but then what you know what i mean raids strikes nightfall daily events yeah the oh. there's still there's still a whole bunch of shit that i can do in wow that will be interesting i haven't even touched jobs um or professions as they call them i haven't touched any of the fault, older I content i didn't bring this up you yeah. asked yeah you know. i know i i'll take responsibility for that, that one all right move on <laughs> what about Ali? you miss hart what's been going on oh just much of the muchness playing something that's quite like wow apparently uh destiny too Apparently, it's a watered-down crappy wow. Oh, okay, then. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's fair to say. Um, you guys are taking the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> must have been where you work. Um, <laughs> meatloaf. So, playing Destiny 2, getting really friggin' frustrated with Nightfalls. Um, 
they are a lot harder than I remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling. Especially with the countdown timers. Yeah, which is... That's, uh, do you reckon they're going to keep doing that? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. I think are the so. countdown timers like rage timers so that if you don't beat the thing in it's time... It's over. Yeah. That's so, not new. That was in the last one. Not on the Nightfalls. In the night, it was definitely in the strikes. No, there were definitely. There's one where it's like if you don't get it done in time, everything rages. Oh no, yeah, no, this that. is like you've got to get it done. In it's this over, time or irrespective. It's over. Like oh, yeah, right, you so get a certain cancels. amount of time to to wipe, like to knock out a boss in um in D one, but in this, it's just in the level. And it gives you opportunities to gain extra time. The first one was killing people. Mm-hmm. This now this one is like Matrix. Yeah, finding this white Matrix ether. Yeah, and, and you've you got to shoot, shoot that, it, and it gives you thirty seconds. So sick, but it seems with this current nightfall is that everyone's trying to gauge like what the pros and cons are of like, do you hang around, find them all and, you know, shoot them or because you're also quite spongy as well. Yeah. You're, you know, you, you get hurt a lot easier. Even Titans? Yeah. Like it's hard because there's a mixture like, um, obviously the, the sponginess of the enemies is increased. Your damage feels like it's been decreased, Definitely. but then, there's more enemies in a nightfall than a strike as you know but in this particular strike there's fucking pike i mean in this particular nightfall there's pikes everywhere which is the yeah, you know, yeah the yeah. little little sort of um jet racer jet races with the with the guns off the front and they just rip you in half mm-hmm. um we've made it like you myself and seppi did we did it twice three times four times try it. i don't know i had two full temps i think yeah we, we've tried it a couple of times and We've made it to the final boss and then you've obviously got to burn him down. And we've got him to within maybe a quarter, I think was the yeah. best, or a fifth, being generous. Mm-hmm. But it is intense. Like the last one we had was probably our best run. Definitely. And even then we were against it. Like there's so many outside influences that you've got to factor in. Yeah. Um, and just the sponginess of the enemies in it. Mm. Just Rex. About the only thing that I've seen uh, stream-wise that's kind of effective is that, you know, executing most of the, like, the stages that you can get through, but having someone that kind of, like, sits back once everything's completed and just looking for them. Yeah. So two people fight and the other person goes looking for the extra time points. Mm-hmm. That kind of worked. It gave the people, I think, a solid, four, not 14, but it was it was a good amount of time and they finished it. Can I ask, have you guys looked up strats? No. No. I, I know that's the smart way to go about it, but... I like that we're sort of just going in blind and trying to work yeah. it out and find the science. Yeah. Um, I want to get it done before the Tuesday reset. Yeah, we'll keep trying. It, it's tough work though and I'm, I'm enjoying that challenge because normal open world game, you, you feel no strain. Once, mm. Especially now you're level 20 and your light levels, whatever. Yeah. Um, you never feel like you're in danger as much. Yeah, I have heard um, online from a lot of sources that there's apparently a cheese element that people can do that gets you plenty of time. I haven't looked into what it is, but yeah, everyone says yeah, there's this mm. cheese part in it. So I think I think we'll go up some strats. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're saying, but like you might find that you're missing a completely critical thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. And, and if like how much can you deviate with the things that you have available to you? Again, there's not like a lot of skills, and there's not a variety of classes or subclasses. Like there's only so many things you would be able to do. The the point that sort of slows us up every time is just before you get to the boss and there's this dimly lit area and you've got to traverse multiple platforms to get high up across this level to mm. then get through a, like a warp gate or whatever it is and that's the part that seems to be our undoing you try and run through impossible um, mm. and there's just so many enemies that's yeah. where we get caught up they, they are absolutely everywhere and you're spongy it's um it's pretty crazy but um got to get that done the nightfall done um and 
uh, f- factions are coming in. Hell anyway, yeah. So. Hell yeah. Got that in the news to uh, unpack a little bit, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. So hopefully um, they'll add a new element, maybe a new gun. Mm. And um, Yeah, there's a new gun for each each faction. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you go? You played uh, Leviathan. You played the raid. Um, I attempted the raid. and i attempted it and failed miserably um only got up to a a second section um the one with the bells uh bells lanterns and yeah and that was once again not not looking into strats Mm. so trying to work it out all together kind of thing and yeah haven't attempted it since i personally think my character just isn't ready for it i don't think i'm smart when it comes to creating the right ensemble of guns Mm -hmm. so um yeah something i like that they've done with the raid is sort of, yeah, the three smaller instances before you get to the final boss battle, mm. they're rotating that first instance each week. So say, what is it? There's the Pleasure Garden or whatever oh, yeah. it is, and then the other two, and each week it's going to rotate that you start somewhere differently. Mm-hmm. So raid parties that aren't having success, they'll still get to experience these other areas and, oh. and get gear and things, which is great. I, I like that little yeah, addition for a raid dynamic. I think yeah. that's fantastic. That's yeah. clever. Mm. It sounds quite challenging. I'm actually... um. Uh, interested. Yeah, I, I haven't touched it yet. I've, I'm just hit 272 light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty well raid ready as long as we've got, I guess, a couple of 280s or 290s yeah, with I'm me. 284 and I still don't think I'm ready. Mm. I, I guess with a, you're a hunter, so you're a bit squishier. Very squishy. Titans have got a little bit more survivability, but yeah. you're playing a bit of Crucible though. We were, we were smacking some ass in it's, Crucible. Yeah, but Crucible, <laughs> like, I just, it's this like, if you're going against another team, Sometimes I feel like you're screwed. If you're going against another clan, you're screwed kind of thing. Yeah. Like they've got all the strats and everything. Also, certain maps have certain play styles. They're so, like, you've got your close combat maps. Um, really like the spaceship one with the little central mm-hmm. um, console. Like mm-hmm. that one because, you know, you get to the action. But then there's some other maps and they feel huge. You feel like you're running all over the place. Especially like, when it's 4v4 now instead of 6v6. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lull patch where you are just going from space to space trying to find something to shoot. Mm. And I'm also running into the instances of challenges. So you, you, you'll you usually have that person on your team that's just hanging around the heavy because they've got to do their challenge. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, can you also play the game? Yeah. 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 But um, help us out. Help us get the W. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying Please. Crucible. Um, the, the loadout I've got's pretty pretty well ironclad and uh there's an ar in the game called the origin story and it, it stacks damage up to three times for every kill so if you're you mow one guy down and their teammates beside you you're going to be doing double damage you get him triple so mm. you can wipe teams really quick if you're not obviously the focal point um in the battle mm. yeah um, super fun though super fun there's some good um rocket launchers as well that um have a lot of either like spray damage or they will chase people mm. But that's heavy, so you know the chance of actually picking up the heavy. Yeah, ammo. heavy ammo is always you, you're never really running into it in also, those matches. And isn't it? They still do the thing where it's like a drop point, and you yeah, everyone yeah. can see it, it. It's now like a sort of a, a terminal on a wall. Mm. Oh, like, right. it, it's spawning more regularly, but um, yeah. yeah, there's still only two spaces on the map. Right. So, and you, you can see the timer obviously wherever you are on the map. So yeah. everyone's just watching it. When it gets to that ten twenty seconds, people are making a beeline. Yeah. Um, and by the way, every time I'm going to talk about Destiny, I know it may frustrate some people, but I'm still going to use primary, secondary, and heavy and light level. Yeah. Because that's I'm what the same. I. That's what I know. I'm the same. I, I'm still salty that shotguns have been taken away from secondary and put into. Oh yeah. Into the, into the heavy, heavy or yeah. whatever. Yeah. What I'm, else you been doing, guys? I've been playing some PUBG. Oh yeah. Still hungry. Six weeks in Hashtag a row. stay hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been uh pushing for that chicken dinner. I've been doing all kinds of different um team makeups. I did some some duos with 
one of our mates, Brent, Nato, Nato and I did some duos and I squatted up with Nato, Rach and Adam last night. And we were continually second best. Are you changing up your strategy at least? We're getting better. I don't know if it's how to have a set strategy. Like we're not just camping in a house or anything. Like we're, we're playing smart. We're playing within ourselves. Occasionally we'll, we'll just go, let's YOLO and we'll drop into school and see what Pretty happens. Pretty certain every time I've watched a stream with you and Nato, it's always YOLO. That's true. But when we were doing squads <laughs> last night, um, we made it. We, we came second twice, third and fourth. And it was it was intense. And and I love those those tents, especially on the fog map. I got to play the yeah. fog map last night three times. It's like mm. third person Silent Hill shooter. It is mm. insane. NATO and I were camped in this cornfield out in the fog, and I swear, Children of the Corn were going to come and just take my guts. <laughs> it was nuts because there's no soundtrack. It's just this eerie, like dead wind throughout the whole thing. It's oh, it's it's nuts i haven't played it for a little while i want to go back into it yeah, yeah i want to jump back on it's so good but uh, i don't want to harp on it too much uh there's some news that we're going to cover off tying in PUBG anyway but i had one of the probably the best moments of my life in PUBG last night nato sadly our boy he was dying quick and often he was constantly in duos and squads he was first man out real quick just having a bad run and i found a, a motorbike with a sidecar and i was just bundying around the you know the landscape and i spotted this uh enemy from a mile away and I was belting along on this moto and he's sort of trying to do the evasive maneuvers to avoid me and I line him up so flush hit him with the sidecar and his body like contorted and wrapped into the sidecar he was dead like instantly dead but then he came with me in the in the, in the motorbike and sidecar for like five six seconds just sort of flopping in the wind oh boy and then he sort of fell off so I need to get that clip because I'm like yeah this is, might be the best moment I'll ever have in this game because you have a new one of these every week though I know and it's again it's a great game they're escalating it's definitely like one of those games where people should be clipping it more because there are yeah. some great things online yeah so that chicken dinner's coming I can't say when we'll but there. it's coming okay it's coming. We'll get um, you there. And the other one that I, I played briefly, uh, Project Cars 2. Uh, we're going to have a bit more of a cohesive review and some video content on that in the next week or two. We're going to send it up to a couple of guys up in Queensland that are pretty heavy in the uh, the racing simulation circuit. I'm more of a casual guy, big Forza guy, Grand Turismo. I'm more of a GTA but, uh, person. Yeah, Project Cars 2. Uh, it looks nice. Ton of tracks medium to high degree of difficulty mm-hmm. um it's more in that realistic racing simulator it's not arcadey it's not a need for speed um i found myself when i'm using sort of the higher powered sort of supercars on some tracks especially when i was first picking up the game i couldn't control these things mm-hmm. i'm bloody running into walls i'm struggling with sort of my breaking in out of corners so for, for racing enthusiasts i think it's going to be a nice little pickup and, and maybe tide you over till forza drops Mm-hmm. um in about what six weeks time hmm. um but it looks nice there's a whole host of cars you know supercars old sort of classic cars even like like go-karts and stuff you can sort of i guess get your teething problems out of the way using something like that it's easy to throw around easy to control get you used to the mechanics and the dynamics of sort of the weather effects and just the the racetrack in general um but it's good it's hmm. good i've been enjoying it it's if anyone's played like another game called Assetto Corsa, which is a really, really intense, really serious driving simulator, it's sort of like that, but not to the same degree of difficulty. Uh-huh. Um, but there is definitely a learning curve. Like it took me a few hours to probably properly gra- uh, grasp onto the mechanics and feel like I could I could be successful even a little bit in this game. Okay. Fair I'm, enough. Are you a racer, Ellie? No, I'm not. It's a weird... Uh, 
it's like other sport games in that you if you're gonna play that kind of game that's mainly your game you know what i mean it's yeah. not something that most people kind of dabble in yeah. i feel like yeah. i feel like it falls for me at the category of like just completely repetition especially sport wise which i'm not a big fan of which people know yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a gaming genre where you hit it right on the head like you got to commit like this is your game like mm. say you're a madden or a fifa player and you want to get good that's all you're playing. You yeah. can't just play it once in a blue moon and expect to win some races. There's also a passion behind it. Oh, you definitely. Know what I mean? Enthusiasts, mm. yeah. Especially with all the you know the racing jigs you can get where you've got obviously the steering wheel, the racing seats, the, the gear shift, so it feels like you are in a car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty good. Like, I don't have enough of a well-informed opinion. I've only played for about three, maybe four hours. Um, it's, it's a very intense, long game. There's a, a standard career mode as all these things have where your starters, you know, the the local scrub driver and you're trying to work your way up to be nigel mansell or whatever else mm-hmm. um the ra- the ratchet boy in the in the pit crew exactly exactly the tire fitter working yeah. his way up but um yeah it's it's a solid game um the reviews are coming in it's pretty okay i think it's averaging around that sort of seven ish out of ten mark so yeah, it's it's, solid. it's 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 respectable it's solid when forza seven drops um or forza five or fuck whatever number forza it is when forza drops in a couple of months that's that's the racing killer right there they are crushing that space. Hmm. Other than that, it's been me, really. <laughs> Should we jump into some news? Sure. Sure. This week's news headlines. So the first one, doubling back to uh, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, uh, there has been a little bit of drama this week with uh, Fortnite announcing their uh, Battle Royale mode. Uh, obviously, yeah. Fortnite is made by Epic Games. And uh, PUBG used the Epic Unreal Engine. So they're sort of saying, hey, you sons of bitches, you've pretty well copied our idea. And it looks, pl- looks plays very similar to what we got going on here. And they are considering, quotes, further action, whether it be legal, whether it be cease and desist. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to weave in. But uh, yeah, there's a bit of uh, bad blood between Epic and Blue Note at the moment. So interesting times. What do you think? Can you think a company can claim ownership of a genre no i feel like the battle royale thing is a bit <clears throat> vague to take ownership mm. of what i also find interesting is that blue hole with such a successful game that they have like why they would actually would they feel threatened like yeah because it's, it's been like player unknown has been really successful and like we i don't know how many times we've brought up the, their success story mm-hmm. so are they actually feeling threatened by this game or are they just cutting it now before other team like other groups start trying to jump on it which like we said like very vague i I think it's very on the nose um yeah they didn't invent this genre it it came in way back when sort of on armor and then h1z1 king of the kill all that stuff and yes he tied into like brendan green had a hand in designing these mods that became these games but yeah i don't think you can claim ownership over a genre um arc rust all these other games have got these types of modes available but i think it's more so that they're using the same engine and they're sort of yeah. probably saying you guys have stolen some of our code or our back end i think that's where it's coming well, in it, they're also um using pubg as a sort of comparison in their marketing um so they're saying you know inspired by uh you know the battle battle royale genre greats like you know, H1Z1 and, um, yeah, PUBG. Okay. Uh, so they're taking a bit of umbrage with that. They say that the community is coming back to them with feedback about how um, Fortnite appears to be, you know, very close. Mm. 
I, I don't know a lot about Fortnite. I was looking at the trailer earlier. It seems conceptually very different, um, just in its yeah. premise. The base game is very different, but the Battle Royale mode is, is almost a copy-paste. Yeah. Less uh, numbers. I think it's only 70-ish, but it's still the same same premise, same mechanics. Mm. And they're also releasing that mode as free-to-play. That's what I was going to say. They released it free, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a horse in this race, to be honest. I, I could give a shit which way it goes, but um, I'd be interested to see how it goes um, because it's, you know... Where's the where's the line? Like, what are they actually? What what is their actual problem here? Because there are so many, you know, every game there's a game like it. Mm. Um, so you can't really, you know, you, you certainly can't take ownership of a genre. I I think it would be very rich of them to think that they own the battle royale genre. because mm. um, of you know they're obviously taking inspiration from other things. Yeah. Um, which they've been very forward about, of course. So yeah, it's very egotistical, and. Maybe the success and the money they've generated out of this has has bred that ego and that arrogance that they've got. It just seems like there's a sort of conflict of interest here, which I think is the basis of their argument. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's the problem. It's yeah. not necessarily it's engine that they based. Think, it's not idea based. Yeah, and yeah, but uh, and they've obviously been working together closely uh, with relation to PUBG. Mm. So you know, how, again, like how much of that um, that work is being leveraged to make Fortnite and this new this new battleground mode. Yeah. I don't know. The company just based on a social like aspect doesn't come across as very high and mighty group. They seem very grounded. Who Epic? Uh no, uh Blue Hole. Blue Hole. Yeah, I'm I'm curious and it's it's Fortnite's an interesting game for Epic. Obviously Gears of War was really what put them on the map. Mm. And so it's They've been a, around since the late eighties. Yeah. But that was sort of I guess on these this current generation. That's yeah. that's it's sort of been its bread and butter. So it's a big jump. Obviously Cliffy B brought out Lawbreakers, which sadly looks like it's pretty well dead. Mm. Um if you look at the concurrent users on it, the stats I saw last week, I think there was five thousand people playing Lawbreakers globally. Sick. So it's uh it's a dead duck. Which isn't, it's a shame because it's a good game. Mm. Um, I think just the way it was marketed was the big problem. But that's a story for another day. So it'll be curious to see what, what comes out in the wash over the next couple of weeks, couple of months mm. regarding these potential issues and, and where they want to take this. Like if Blue Hole are going to try and threaten some kind of legal action or, or what. What's the worst case scenario? I think the worst case scenario would be that Fortnite no longer contains this game mode. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, who cares? Exactly, exactly. I haven't played Fortnite yet. I intend to one day, but it's just too much going on at the moment. Yeah. Too many chickens that I'm chasing. Uh, I guess tying in nicely uh, on the back of uh, some more Fortnite news is this week, some of the some of the uh, designers in the back end that are putting together Fortnite accidentally turned on uh, some cross-platform functionality between PlayStation 4 and Xbox. Hmm. How did that? How did that work? Do you know? Uh, I like the idea of like they turned it on kind of thing. So it was just like some little switch that they just went. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've said what what came out in their sort of uh, official press release or, or official statement. statement was it was a configuration issue. Ah. Uh, and and so that that says nothing. It's it's just mm. speak to to brush it aside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Uh, on the back of that, Phil Spencer came out, and um, who has openly been, you know, campaigning for Sony to to allow this integration to get cross-platform play going, and he he sort of said, "I'd love for them to leave it on," um, mm. and and it's it's just interesting. Um, it's it's a discussion and a debate that's been going on for years. Mm. Uh, this whole cross-platform thing, 
and even seeing such a closed shop like Nintendo now jumping on board, like mm-hmm. with uh, Nintendo, with Rocket League coming on the Switch, there's cross-platform play between Switch, PC, and Xbox, but then there's also cross-platform play on the other side, just between PlayStation 4 and PC. Um, then there's Minecraft, which is cross-platform literally with everything in the universe, bar PlayStation, mm. um, which still works with PC and whatnot, but they're just refusing to shake hands with uh, with Microsoft to make this happen. What do you think about this? Like, What's your stance? Can you see where Sony are coming from with this sort of hard stance? Or do you think it's just long-term th- and detriment to the gaming I think society? if there was cross-platform um, enabled, I probably wouldn't own an Xbox just quietly. Um, I look at my Xbox every day and I just think, what the fuck are you doing there? I look at mine and <laughs> blow it a kiss, give it a wink. So if you think that's the case, and I'm probably going to say that there's like a good majority of us that, that do have both consoles would just mm. be like, you know, I, I would prefer the PlayStation just because of like quality. But if if you had the choice then like cross-platform, you would no longer say, I have to get it on that console. Mm-hmm. So, but then it's weird that microsoft is all for it well it takes it takes something out of the race it makes console exclusives legitimately the only reason to pick up a console um which which that's what i that's my stance on it already like playstation is the exclusive machine microsoft or xbox is the more customer centric machine with with sort of backwards compatibility and now the game pass and this cross-platform play they're certainly appealing more to the fans but yeah sony's got those hardcore exclusive titles that microsoft for the most part can't touch yeah and there are, there are other arguments as well to pick a console talking about things like usability peripherals you know and then obviously you know fidelity we get into that discussion as well but i think that you know we looking at destiny 2 as a great example we all got it on playstation because that's where we knew all of us would be mm. we didn't pick it up on xbox because we knew we'd be playing on our own so if you open that up all of a sudden who cares what platform you're on it makes the decision to have both consoles if you are that kind of person you know it's it just becomes less of a need mm. yeah I, I i just don't see the negatives with sony opening this up uh, i i don't either because people will still go to them for their horizon zero dawns they're the last of us's their god of wars all these exclusives that they've got that is juggernaut titles like people mm. will still flock there to buy those yeah. If anything, opening up might even hurt Microsoft more because they don't That's have a lot thought. of these titles. Yeah. Yet they're so proactive about it. Like, I like that they're sort of just advocating for this one big open community. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You have to look into it. Mm. Next bit of news. Sam, did you want to champion this one? Uh, yeah, sure. This is about Dragon Ball Fighter Z. We've got our first look at the story this week in a sort of gameplay, not a gameplay trailer, but a story trailer. Uh, not a lot of detail, but what we, you know, what we got to see was a, a sort of new enemy in a what looks like this female red ribbon army scientist, and we also saw uh, what looked like Goku androids. Okay, multiple Goku clones. Hmm. Um, so it looks like the story is going to center around sort of, uh, and I don't know how this is going to work, but you've got Frieza, Cell, and Boo in there. And obviously, by the time Boo's around, Cell and Freezer are already long gone. You've got the androids in there as well. Um, so they all seem to play a part in this original story. The story, um, the, the character supervision is going to be done by series creator, uh, Akira Toriyama as well. So, you know, you'll get a lot of that authentic Dragon Ball uh, style, I guess, in there. Uh, it looks cool, though. And this game looks like it's going to be an absolute juggernaut. 
I'm seeing nothing but great things about the mm. gameplay. There was a build of it at OHN last week, um, which got good. a lot of good mm. feedback from you know the guys that played it. I'm excited to actually get my hands on this thing. Do you reckon in true Dragon Ball sense, the uh, story mode will go for a long, long period of time? <laughs> <laughs> I never so. end. Yeah, that's actually... I, I never thought of that, but You my have to sit there, load up your uh, super and like wait maybe a week until you can yeah. actually execute yeah. it. <laughs> Come you know, back next you're, month. You're talking about, obviously, the anime, but the actual video games take forever as well. Do yeah. they really? Yeah, the story modes of the video games take forever as well. I remember playing the uh, you know the old Budokai Tenkaichi titles. Um, even the Budokai titles were their own thing for a while, I think, on PlayStation 2. Those story modes went on forever. Well, it's good. They're keeping it true to form. Yeah. True Authentic. to source. Authentic. Authentic. Uh, I'm really curious to see how this, this goes once it hits the market. Like, it's... The great thing is the publicity and the marketing is just constant. They're constantly providing new updates, getting the community excited. Like where you look on the other hand, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite dropped this week <laughs> to like no hype, no no real lead in. There wasn't much like there's anticipation within the fighting community, but but not a lot. No, I've got to say, not even a lot. No. So and they get. I, th- I think fighting games get judged on two sides. So there's one. You know, there's the everyday player's judgment of the game as a whole, including its story mode. Mm. And then there's a sort of more competitive player's judgment of the game purely on gameplay. Um, could give a shit about story mode. They just want to know: is it fair? Is it unfair? Are things safe? Um, where Marvel vs. Capcom in Infinite has kind of come undone is that it's kind of given the thumbs down by most of the community on that mm. front it's not really being treated as a true competitive fighting game you don't really see it as a gold medal game at any significant fighting game tournament um dragon ball fighters has been given the early thumbs up it's interesting too because there's just constant negativity attached to like marvelous capcom infinite talking about the, the uh, pre-order yeah the, bonus. The, the pre-order bonuses the character models like when they first unveiled chun Li, and she looked like some half complete she design. looked like she'd been smashed in the face by a flamethrower and her eyebrows were singed yeah Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting it's been a rough ride for infinite and Mm. um something like uh dragon ball fighter z dropping where it will have a mode in there for that 3v3 sort of dynamic i'm wondering if it will start further cutting away that fan base of uh infinite so yeah well and you know both 2d fighters Mm. both of them so and graphically dragon ball looks a lot better than infinite (laughs) looks a lot cleaner definitely a lot cleaner yeah yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. You know what I'm looking forward to? The re-release of the Xbox classic that uh, was known as the Duke. So the Duke has uh, been approved and certified by Microsoft uh, this past week, uh, in no small part to, to Seamus Blackley, who's been championing this cause, working in conjunction with uh, Hyperkin to get this thing uh, earmarked and out to the masses. As you know, the Duke is a giant, giant dinner plate beast of a controller. It was an awful controller. Yeah, but... It sucked. Yeah, but for some reason, like, the community has it in such a positive light. Like, there's so much excitement about this thing coming out. And I've seen on my Twitter feed, people I know, and they're like, man, I can't wait to pick this up. I'm like, I like it from a nostalgia point of view, but it was a son of a bitch of a thing to use. Like, it was huge. It's like a Frisbee. Yeah. (laughs) But it was, uh, it was a weapon. Yeah. It was actually a weapon. You could murder a person mm. with it. Yeah. Your player too, you could murder them. Yeah, so uh, it's it's going to be coming out late in 2017. They haven't confirmed an official uh, release date or, or sort of smaller window yet, but it's going to be usable on the entire Xbox One family. So the One, the One S, and the One X when it drops, and also used on Windows PC. So Windows 10-based machines, you'll start to be able to use the Duke in all its glory. 
there has been a few little modifications there's sort of a dynamic screen where the big original green xbox logo was that's actually like a display uh they haven't really shown much detail on what it can do but uh yeah the duke's coming back quick round of the table who's picking it up hands up all hands are down i got no hands (laughs) no hands no hands but anyway it's uh it's certainly got some excitement out there in the in the gaming communities me again on final fantasy 15 comrades so tell me about this because you mentioned it to me before and i'd know nothing about it we talked about it when the beta was available uh i think about a month and a half ago okay um it's the multiplayer component for final fantasy 15 which was sort of talked about last year and not a lot happened until we got that beta announcement you know a month and a half ago whenever it was Mm -hmm. uh it it's kind of cool i think so a bit late but kind of cool final fantasy 15 comrades is a mode where you and three other buddies can create your own avatars and roll around doing sort of special quests together and what they've sort of talked about in this now uh in this was released i think this was announced sorry at the tokyo game show the release date's october 31 mm. sorry that was the actual announcement by the way that it got a release date for october 31 this year um it's tying in with the kingsglaive so obviously kingsglaive the movie the kingsglaive are like the elite soldiers for the lucian yeah, empire you get no real praise or no mention in the actual in the game. game yeah um so you're sort of tasked with learning where noctis is in the wake of his sort of disappearance i don't know where it fits in that very murky kingsglaive final fantasy 15 timeline but uh yeah, but that yeah. makes little to no sense that timeline it is no. so disjointed uh so you and your characters will all have sort of a, a, you know powers that i'm guessing you can select is which it, are, is sort of class specific yeah i think it is i think it is uh, granted to you sort of in the same way that they were in kingsglaive like the lucian empire gives you that power I c- i'm hoping that you can play as like a prompto based character where you have a digital camera and just annoy everybody by asking them <laughs> to take photos every fucking five minutes well even if they don't prompto becomes a playable character down the line apparently so really? all of noctis's buddies will become playable characters mm-hmm. at some stage uh, this is available to anyone who has the game and the season pass uh, from October 31st. And uh, if you don't and you're interested, you can also purchase the season pass uh, online as its own se- uh, separate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as with everything else, you need you know um, games with gold or whatever, the membership and the other one for PlayStation. PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm actually interested in this because I thought that... I think we're talking about it with Pez. It was when Pez was on the show Mm -hmm. and we're talking about it with him. Um, I thought the gameplay wasn't actually too terrible in Final Fantasy XV. I think if you actually strip it back and uh, give specific uh, roles and actions to players as opposed to sort of being more broad like it was, being able to do sort of everything at once, it'll actually make the game more interesting and the gameplay more interesting. I, I think having three players with you that have a bit more of a clue I found my AR party a lot of the time were either just getting downed um, or just sitting in the corner scratching their nuts or something. <laughs> Burning Phoenix Downs on prompt yeah, a waste. so, yeah, say you, myself, Pez, and, and Ali were all rolling out. I think at least we'd have a bit more cohesion. You and certainly it, have a lot feel, more fun. And it'd feel mm. a lot more... What's the word I'm looking for? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that, that, that works. You're moving into, you know, we're talking about WoW and Destiny. We're moving into raid territory now mm. where we have to actually, you know, tactically defeat something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that when there would be those deter- like predetermined roles. Yeah. Heal the DPS tank, so on and so forth. And to, to Final Fantasy's credit, they do uh, Square Enix's credit, sorry, they, they actually have a, a track record of doing that quite well. 
They did it really well in Final Fantasy fourteen. A lot of the boss battles have, you know, those those same sort of mechanics, AOEs, areas to clear, walls, adds. Uh, you know, you've got that holy trinity of tank DPS and healer. They know how to do that. Mm. So I hope that they're actually taking that into comrades and that it makes it interesting. I'm, I'm trying this. I haven't um, played the game for a while, but I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm not because I gave my copy of Final Fantasy 15 away. I'm not buying this game twice. Quite famously. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some other news, which is, I guess, a little bit bittersweet. Flappy Bird will uh, be not available on the iOS store with uh, the latest iOS 11 update. Uh, Dong Nguyen has uh, said goodbye and he's confirmed that they will not be updating the game uh, because, you know, with iOS 11, it's only supporting 64-bit apps. Flappy Bird is designed on a 32-bit platform. So anyone that's a Flappy Bird fan or wants to make some money, don't update your phone to iOS 11. Remember when this game first got taken down a year or so ago mm. and people were selling iPhones with Flappy Bird on it on eBay and Gumtree and Craigslist and the like. Like and what people did with uh, PT on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I sadly don't have PT on my PlayStation. Shame. You can scratch that itch elsewhere now though. Yeah. You can yeah. totally scratch that itch elsewhere. Even in game arcades. Mm. It's in game arcades. But, it, but it's interesting. Um, I think a lot of the reasoning why this game is going uh, the way of the Dodo is due to a lot of the hostility that that he caught from this game. Like, he and his family caught death threat after death threat. Really? Yeah, because what? the game was so hard, and there was also a little bit of blowback because they were saying they were lending itself too much and ripping off Mario. Super Mario Brothers yep. with, the, with the pipes and what have you. Mm. Um, so, if, if you look at it, there's a fabled dark history. Like, this game came out in, uh, I think it was January 2015. You know, it was one of the first things we ever talked about on this show. Flappy Bird. Bit of nostalgia. Mm. Bit of nostalgia. But Talk at, about a throwback. Yeah. But at its peak, Far this back. thing was making $50,000 a day from advertising. That was, he, he made $18 million US dollars a year off this game while it, was, while it was alive. And he's now since come out and said, this is one of the biggest regrets of my life. I, I wish I didn't make this. So As he dabbed his tears yeah. with money. Yeah, which which I find pretty pretty interesting. Like, this guy's a millionaire. He never needs to work again. Vietnamese-based guy. Cost of living over there is obviously a lot cheaper than other parts of, of the world. So he could be living like a king for the rest of his life off this game, yet he's got such a dark hatred towards it. Yeah, well... I mean, if you're getting death threats, that's a bit fair. Yeah. But yeah. Just on the Flappy Bird note, and we, I, we watched this earlier, but I just want to mention it. The new South Park uh, Fractured Behold trailer has a Flappy Bird-inspired game, uh, which is taking the piss out of Kanye West's game about mm-hmm. his uh, his deceased mother um, oh. on her journey to Valhalla. Yeah. That trailer is... Watch the trailer. It's the, kind of funny. The trailer's fantastic. Like, it is, like, a little bit like, ooh, but it's not surprising coming from yeah. from Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and, and the South Park. I have no problem with any of it. Yeah. I know it's a bit insensitive, obviously, because his mum passed away, but it's parodying... Kanye's yeah, experience and, and the you gay know, fish you know when he made that game like that. and he aired the trailer he made the crowd watch it again because he didn't get the response he was hoping for <laughs> that's ah, true that happened Kanye 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 yeah. moving forward moving forward the, the last little bit of news on uh, this week's agenda the debut trailer for the uh, reboot of the Tomb Raider film franchise obviously tied directly into the game franchise has dropped showcasing uh, Alicia Vikander as, as a young Lara Croft. Before I say anything, what do you two think about this? I think there's some pretty varied opinions here at the Nameless Table. 
if by varied you mean lack of, uh, you're on the money because I could care. I I don't mind. Okay, that was a lot easier than I expected. I know. <laughs> I know Miss Hart's got. A I think few it's your. Takes. I think it's your opinions that you guys are. I'm go for not you. interested. I don't really want this movie. Um, I'm not a big fan of the actress playing. Not I'm not a big fan of her in particular. But I just the casting. Yeah, with Tomb Raider, I kind of wanted a more, you know, muscular. Not muscular, but like you know, a girl that looks like she you know goes adventuring a lot like a girl that like does like a lot of kayaking like what a lot of look um, like though i don't know like from based on like the different like perceptions of like the, the end renditions of tomb raider like obviously i'm not talking about boobs and butt which was a lot of complaints that i saw in comments and i'm like i can appreciate where people want that and where that is due but i am talking about like you know like like big arm muscles some like thick leg muscle like this is a woman that's like carrying herself kind of thing like i was but- using like ultimate warrior and like um the ninja ninja warrior, warrior like beastmaster well. and stuff like yeah, that yeah that, that sort of stuff like like those kind of things and the women that kind of pass those like you know they're not skinny and i'm just like i'm getting like they're a not, bit they're not bulky either no i'm not like and i know it's hard to describe what i'm like what i'm perceiving but i just i feel like this actress in particular she looks tiny she looks tiny petite mm. and like you don't slender. buy her as lara croft I'm, I'm not yeah. i'm not buying it yeah and yeah i just think that there was a missed opportunity and the quality like obviously it's a trailer i can't guess at anything like that but the quality is looking cheap okay. a little in my opinion okay. it, and it's not exciting me i watched all. it it just looks like you know, it just looks like another sort of action adventure film like it, it looks very um you know by the numbers it looks on on the by the numbers thing especially it looks like it's just word for word scene for scene direct game to film adaptation of the 2013 sort of tomb raider Mm. video game Mm. so this is a young lara she's not a tomb raider at this stage she's you know finds a secret area in the in the croft mansion that her late father had because he's he's an explorer wait tomb raider's batman yeah it's pretty much pretty much they're one in the same female batman um and it, it sort of follows that story of her it's the coming of age story where she becomes the tomb raider and you see the key set pieces in that trailer and they are ripped straight out of the game. The big jumps where she sort of got the, the, the um, like the, the sort of free climbing hooks and things like that. Mm. Um, the exchanges between her and sort of the, I guess the sidekick, they've actually recast him in the game. He's sort of a, an African-American fellow. And in this, they've actually recast him as an Asian guy, but that's the only real change I can see from that entire trailer. Everything else looks exactly like the 2013 game, mm. which I'm excited for. Cause I freaking love that game. Mm. Love that game. I don't know. I've never played a Tomb Raider. Really? I own the first one. Mm. I just never touched it. Yeah. yeah. So if if it does succeed in just porting that game to a film, hell yeah, I'll watch that. I'll pay money to go watch that. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing I want more than a successful game to movie film. Like, like. Not since Street Fighter have we had that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you include Street Fighter. I do not. You don't include Street Fighter. <laughs> I as like. A video I, game I, movie. I love Street Why? Fighter. Everyone, oh, I I include it as a video game movie, but it sucks. No, like uh. everyone knows that I love those movies, but like I don't know. Like I I kind of want it out there, but then in the same sense, it feels like it feels like lazy cinema. You know, John Claude Van Damme knocked boots with Carla Minow in that film. Yeah, nice going. Yeah, came, came out came out many Guile. years later. I she was you really didn't young. See that? I think did she you? Was, mm. I think it was something like she was young or he was married. There was an issue there. Probably both. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she was that young. The muscles from Brussels don't take no for an answer. No. 
was probably Max. No, he punches snakes, a, mate. He knocks out snakes. There's a splits that don't quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's in ultra tune ads for Australia. Yeah, for like a car servicing company. Like, what in the hell? What, I have not what seen can't this. this man do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Split, speak clearly as I fuck that sentence up. <laughs> you were just acting as JC. Yeah, yeah, okay. that was what I was doing. So that is the news. We'll move into uh, the most popular segment in the Southern Hemisphere. This week in gaming. We've got nine titles to talk about today on This Week in Gaming that have dropped out in the calendar week that was. Uh, I guess we can go newest to oldest. First one I want to bring to light in 2015 saw the release of Soma made by Frictional Games. Very, very claustrophobic, sci-fi, lends itself heavily to original Alien. It's, it was one of those games where, like, similar to an Outlast, um, mm. where there isn't really much combat. It's constantly running, hiding, survivability. No, it's like a psychological tense. thriller. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. so good. Yeah, I remember so that good. getting, like, a lot, a lot of great feedback. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 well worth well worth your money. I think it's super cheap. It might only be, like, 10 bucks on Steam these days. Wait for the Steam sale. Yeah, get it get it even cheaper, but it's it's so good. Frictional games just just make fantastic title after title after title. The next one, in twenty twelve saw the release of Borderlands two. Handsome Jack and Co. Also the Berserker class made its debut Please. in this game. This is an alley when, favorite. When are we getting the next one? It's coming. It's coming. Randy Pitchford yeah, sort of indirectly confirmed slash hinted over last the week. Years. Yeah. It's a great co op game. Yeah. Fantastic co op game. Beautiful design. Great voice actor. It's, it's almost like like Destiny lends itself heavily to Borderlands 2, in my opinion. I, I, the loot system especially. I'd, I'd say so. I, there's a lot of like nods in there. But, but it was never really like open world, was it? You were, only, you were capped at four players at a time, weren't you? Four players at a time. Yeah. Um, but the... Yeah, the universe was huge. The universe was pretty extensive, but the, like a lot of like general back and forth, and then having to go like to certain locations and reapply like mm. challenges and such. Could you jump in with different groups on the same character? Um, or were you stuck with the yeah, same group I think before? So. Yeah, I think so because I'm pretty certain I had my same um, siren, and I played with one person and I played with another. Yeah, I'm pretty you, certain, yeah. you could yeah. jump in could, and jump out. You just like see who's online and you just sort of join their group. Because I played Borderlands One, and I at the Netcaf back in the old you know back in the day. cafe days when uh, PC overnighters was a thing. Um, Twelve bucks, or you can night. play overnight. Yeah, ten to six. Usually drink a few Red Bulls as well, so you got to factor in those costs and a couple of late night sausage rolls from 7-Eleven Flanders. Indian uh, Flanders. Indian Flanders. I used to always eat the chicken and mayo sandwich. It was probably made three weeks prior. Yeah. Never let me down though. It wasn't mayo either. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it just, it was like, this game's great, but I can't do anything with it. I can't, you know, play with other people. It's just, you know, this moment. Uh, Nah, Borderlands 2 is great. And a lot of like addition to it. I also found it weird. They called it Claptrap. He was so good. He was great. He was one of the best characters in the game. Because it sounds like something you could call a person. That person's a fucking... You think it's like like something that females got. Like a slur. Hey, uh. Uh, (laughs) Next one. 2011, Gears of War 3. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gears of War, man. Uh, Three? I'm not sure about, though. Yeah. I think two's probably still the pinnacle. Wasn't three the one that famously rewrote its ending? Was that the one? No, it's not Gears of War. I'm thinking of... um, You're thinking of Mass Effect. Mass Effect, sorry. Yeah, you're thinking of Mass Effect 3. Gears of War 1, I think, is still my favorite. Yeah. Obviously, power muscles, uber testosterone. Backwards caps galore. Gory finishes, cheesy one-liners. Guy that voiced Marcus also. Marcus Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, voices um, Adventure Time. One of the characters from Adventure Time, and that always, like, 
blew my mind. I never knew that. Mm. There you go. The things you know. So uh, no doubt we will be seeing a Gears of War 5 announced somewhere in the near future to drop on the Xbox One X, get that 4K 6 teraflop fidelity. That's pretty much one of the only exclusives Xbox have, sadly. No, no, no. If you watch their E3 conference. (laughs) (laughs) Exclusive. Timed exclusive. Kind of exclusive. Console exclusive. Exclusive for two weeks. (laughs) The next one, I'm sort of pretty well off this train. I know there's a lot of people out there that play this franchise that are... You know, all in hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. In 2010, Civilization Five hit the uh, mm. the PC. You guys, Civ players. I was looking. You at dabble. It. I was looking at Civ because, um, you know, like Total War. I'm a big fan of Total War, and it got me interested in this style of strategy game. But uh, I never have made the leap into mm. Civ. It's a lot bigger than mm. Total War. A lot bigger. It's a big commitment. Yeah. See, I a always a lot more to learn. Yeah, Civ like seemed like it was for a very patient gamer, which I wasn't. And so I just stuck with Age of Empires. It's a time sink, man. Uh, I think not necessarily Civ, but like strategy games. Just again, like playing Total War, I'd start at maybe 9.30 on a Tuesday and it'd be 1 a.m. on the Wednesday and I'd be like, oh, it's probably only 11. You know, it's only 11.30. <laughs> just one more turn. Just one more turn. Just one more. Just one more. So 2006, Just Cause. Open world, chaos, destructible, everything. Do whatever you please, parachute in, use your grappling hook, blow up whatever you want. Never played a Just Cause. They're so fun. Never played it. I got the one that was, I think, for PlayStation. That was free for PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. That would have been two, back. I think, or maybe three. I think it was the recent one, to be honest, mm. from what I saw. So I'll probably give that a go since yeah. it was free. It is such a crazy, stupid, fun sandbox that they give you. Mm. The things you can do just never cease to amaze. Like Check YouTube, the highlights that some of the people out there create fantastic just funny destructive gory all the good stuff sick uh the next one dino crisis 3 hit the xbox in 2003 this was uh dinosaurs in space which was uh the final dino crisis game probably the worst of the three sadly how like you go you know, wrong with dinosaurs in space i don't know anything about this game it was it's made by capcom it's a survival horror game so almost think of resident evil but replace zombies with dinosaurs Dinosaurs don't strike me as scary. They do when they fucking smash through glass windows out of nowhere and try and bite you. Like, Have you ever played Ark? Good jump scares. Mm. Yeah, Ark's fantastic. Uh, Ark, I never played Ark either. They scare the crap out of me. It's not literally like a visual scare. It's just more like, oh shit, it's yeah. chasing me. That thing's seven times the size of me. And it's gonna I've only got a, a stick. Another game I wanted to mention, uh, in 2002, The Thing was released on Xbox, PlayStation 2, and Windows. So that was a loose tie-in to the original uh, Clive Barker film from the 80s. Uh, Kurt Russell, obviously, was the, the main man there. One of the best sci-fi slash horror movies of all time, in my opinion. Did you play it? No. No? No. It's actually an underrated little gem. I don't think the movie either. The original's like, the in the 80s, and they did a, um, a sequel. I think it was, was it a sequel. T- 2002? Yeah. I was probably exclusively playing uh, Warcraft 3. Okay, I think that's around the time. Blizzard have had their hooks sunk into you for a long time. Blizzard yeah. have owned this ass as much as I hate to admit it. I fucking hate to admit it. Mm. They've owned my soul for a very long time. Mm. There you go. Mm. Uh, moving down to 1999, so the release of Dino Crisis 1 on the original PlayStation. Very underrated gem. Pick it up, play it. It's so fun. I've got the Prince song in my head now. I know. I was hoping. Great song. I was waiting for her to sort of sing a sing a couple of hey, lines. Hey, two thousand zero zero. That's the guitarist guy 
strum, strumming those bits out. Yeah. He's offsider. Anyway, we don't want to sing too much because we'll get hit with a band like we did on our last time. Purple do we? Do we get hit with a band or that? Yeah. Can I just do it? A shout out to Turbo for on Prince's uh, when sadly Prince passed away. Turbo played uh, without consulting either you or me. The entirety of Purple Rain. And it's like a seven-minute song. It's a long song. It's mm. like, yeah, six minutes. He played the whole fucking thing. Mm. The person who was most staunchly against piracy and copyright infringement, mm. <laughs> just killed it. Yeah, yeah, just middle finger to YouTube and uh, you know copyright strikes and things like that. No. Yeah, it was paying respects. Yeah, you can't find cool. that episode anymore, unfortunately, but uh, thanks, Toby. You can in podcast form, but not on YouTube form. YouTube stung us. So oh, it's, really? It's, it's off the YouTubes. Uh, and the last one, uh, 1986, the year of my birth, saw the release of Ghostbusters on the NES. This game, I remember playing... Well, I guess I played the Mega Drive version from what I remember... But this game, as a kid, frustrated the hell out of me. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. I had no idea what I was doing. Where you had to, like, kid out your car and then you go to a location and then you got the marshmallow man stomping around. All right. So, should we move into uh, some other... Oh, hang on. Now, let's actually talk about this a bit more. Sorry. No, I was no, zoned out like, just like, reading new releases trying like, to work out no where I was going. no one else play it? I, I did. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. I was still uh, two parts, one part sperm, one part egg. Now, I wasn't playing in 86 when I was zero or like two <laughs> months old. Hey, yeah, I wasn't born either. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I haven't actually played it. I don't know it. I played uh, it on the NES in well. maybe like 91, something like that. Um, and then, yeah, on, on the Sega consoles. And it was fun. Like, obviously, you're cruising around in the, in the Ecto-1, mm. pulling into these buildings. Funnily enough, they're all multi-rise. There ain't no single story in the game. <laughs> and yeah, you're, you're blasting ghosts and, and trying to trap them. And yeah, then old Stay Puft rolls in. Great yeah. game. Great game. Um, I love Ghostbusters. Peter Venkman is still one of my favorite people of all time. I prefer the cartoon. It was great. Mm. So good. I had all the toys. Of course you did. Of course What's you did. What's that supposed to mean? You're a, you're a collector. Yeah, but at that you're stage, I had no money. I was like eight. I bet you had some kind of bullshit side hustle at eight. Now about ten, maybe ten. Yeah. Okay. Maybe ten. All right. Yeah. I was still completely pure of heart at eight. <laughs> That's bullshit too. Ah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to some new releases and events. New releases and events. A uh, host of games coming out this week. Uh, FIFA eighteen finally drops. Yeah. On PlayStation four and Xbox One. That's big in my household. Yeah, that's a big one in my household. Are you going to be picking it up? Uh, I'm not going to pick it up. My housemate will, and then we're going to be betting against each other. Mm. Uh, one one thing I like about this is it's actually going to be released on the Switch on day one as well. Hmm. Uh, you know, you see a lot of these these sort of third party games coming to the Switch, but usually several months later. Mm. But the fact it's day one, kudos to you, Nintendo. Kudos to UEA for making that happen. Yeah. Uh, Forza, Great title for the Switch. Forza 7 drops. I was way off on dates. I thought this came out just before the Xbox One X. It's actually coming out on Friday the 29th. So uh, Forza 7 drops this week, as well as The Inner World, The Last Wind Monk, drops on uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on the 29th. Gundam Versus on the PlayStation 4 on uh, 29th of September. That's going to be a good title. Yeah? Yeah, I, I recommend people pick it up. Nice. Bit of a, It's a bit like Xenoverse. Okay. So yeah, give it a crack. 
And the last couple of games dropping uh, this this upcoming calendar week, One Piece Unlimited World Red Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch on the 29th, VR Carts on the PlayStation 4, which I'm intrigued about. I'd love to be playing some uh, VR Carts, especially if it ties into more of the cartoony, fun chaos. If it's serious, yeah, I don't, I don't care about just racing a virtual cart around a track, but if I can throw some kind of banana, shell, missile at a cart in front of me, I'm all in. The last one, Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Spectres on the Nintendo 3DS dropping Saturday, 30th of September. I fell in love with that cartoon. I know it's for kids. But... Yokai Watch? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yokai, Yokai. Yeah, no, I really got into it. Only because of the Yokai element. And then I started learning about Yokais and these spirits and stuff like that that they believe in. It's kind of cool. I was yes. going to look at it if my niece or nephew looked at it and they didn't. They went straight to Pokemon. Good on them. Good kids. Good kids. Yokai's good. Okay, so a couple of events. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just to shoot down Yokai. I'm watch. sure Yokai is fantastic. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Some that is fantastic that Ali mentioned earlier in the piece the Destiny 2 faction rallies go live this September 26th, running until October the 3rd, which will see the return of Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, and New Monarchy. Uh, monarchy. Even. Monarchy. Monarchy. I talk good word. Um, so they'll be returning to the tower or the Traveller, as it's known on the uh, the world map for some reason. Um, and they can tempt players. You have to obviously select to align with one of the three factions during this week-long event. If you pledge yourself to the winning faction, uh, uh, they've got three specific weapons. So Dead Orbit is going to be offering up a Scout Rifle, Future War Cult, a Pulse Rifle, and New Monarchy, a Sidearm. None of those guns appeal to me at all. I use Assault Rifles and Shotguns. Hmm. But I'm probably going to partner up with Dead Orbit for that scout because I don't like pulse rifles and sidearms just it, are not for types. Are you limited to one? One, yeah. So you've got to commit to one for this cycle. Obviously, you could rotate when each of these uh, faction rallies come and go. Right. But if you select the winning faction, because it's going to all add up to experience and the success in, in sort of um, Crucible and Strikes mm-hmm. and, and all that, it's all going to equate to, to a winning faction. If you are a part of the winning team, you can buy that weapon for only a thousand glimmer. If uh, you are one of the other two losing factions, the the weapon attached to that faction is going to cost you fifty thousand glimmer. Suck shit. Yeah. I just want to throw something out. This is quite um, close to what's happened in Splatoon two when they had the massing where people choose sides and then you know there's always like a winning side kind of thing. If this is going to be based on like whoever wins as a group. Now let's just assume most people are going to go dead orbit. Mm. So the ratio of it going from good to bad in comparison to the other ones might be a bit off. Yeah, it could be like sixty twenty twenty as far mm. as well, player base. That's you know that's the that's the game you play. Mm. It's the risk of it. So I'm yeah. thinking I might risk it and go to one of the unpopular ones. See, I, back I, to the, uh, I don't like New Monarchy. I've never been a big fan of those guys. Yeah, but mm. Future War Cult and Dead Orbit were the two I was always bouncing back and forth with in Destiny One. Mm. Mm. I get that pulse rifle. Mm, I just hate pulse rifles. Oh, me too. Just give me the scout. I don't. I don't. I never minded pulse rifles. They're alright. They're not the worst, but yeah, they're not no. great. <laughs> and the next uh, <laughs> event that is coming in this upcoming calendar week on September twenty eighth, uh, Rockstar are going to be unveiling some more Red Dead Redemption two based information. No word yet if it's a new trailer, um, a new, I don't know, article, images, whatever it is, but uh. The word out there on the street is it's going to be the second trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2. The last trailer we saw was in October 2016. So it's you know coming on 12 months 
between drinks here at the uh the watering trough <laughs> i'm excited i'm a big red dead mark i cannot wait for this game to come out yeah i'm a sucker like i love this game so they could just show me a bloody rabbit and i'll be like yes i'm hoping we we see uh marsden roll in and he says work your damn nag if that's in there <laughs> i'll be happy because that's all i want and of course uh sydney Oz comic con next week as well that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the Brisbane one's happening right now. It's happening right, right now. Right now. And Sydney Oz Comic Con, uh, September 30 to October 1st. Mm. You guys going to go? Uh, I'm actually going to be somewhere else next week. That's right. You're at... Um... I'm at Yours and Owls, the uh, music festival in the Gong. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking very forward to it. Mm. It's going to be some, uh, some pretty good bands playing. Just don't talk to weird-looking strangers. I will uh, absolutely be talking to a lot of weird-looking strangers. <laughs> and eat candy if they offer you some. Oh, mm. absolutely. The do, more, the better. Do bad drugs. <laughs> all drugs are bad, mate. And all drugs are good. If it grows from the ground, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's not really, you know in the hungry gamers space or in the 8-bit space but I might let you know my thoughts and feelings on how it all went when we come back in two maybe, weeks maybe you could do a vlog a vlog jeez take a GoPro on the ground. I'm actually uh, I, won't, I won't talk about it at length but I'm actually going um, to be writing it about it for another little online thing cool um, and I'm kind of going off the back of their time but yeah sure Brendan why don't we piggyback on top of that and I'll take uh, one of one of 8-bit's uh, cameras and, mm. and we'll see where we go Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. Let's move into the final segment of the podcast. iTunes Review of the Week. This review comes to us via iTunes user Clint Candle, giving us that tasty five stars and playing nicely into the Clint Candle name. The iTunes Review reads straight fire. Okay. And, oh, the iTunes headline reads straight fire. Sorry. My English is terrible today. The review itself reads, this podcast crew delivers the goods each and every week. One of the best gaming, parentheses, entertainment podcasts out there, both here in Australia and around the world. You hear that world? We're up there <laughs> with the best. Hey, whoa. I like the uh, parentheses, entertainment. I know. What is he implying with that? I, I don't know. know. Well, what, are you, what are you implying, Clint? Maybe we don't mean to entertain, but we do. Or maybe we try to entertain and sometimes we don't. Or maybe all gaming podcasts try to be entertaining, but just aren't. And we nail it. And we nail it, yeah. Clint Candle. <laughs> You're a fantastic, fantastic human being. We love you. Absolutely. We appreciate you taking the time to drop that tasty review on iTunes. We've got a, a couple more. We've just hit 82 reviews on the iTunes this week. Which is two more than we have in episodes, which is nice. That's correct. It's I really like, nice. I like that ratio. Yeah. Um, I don't. Give us more. <laughs> Give us all the reviews because it, heat, it keeps the lights on in our hearts. It keeps us tracking. keeps us relevant. It keeps us hungry. It's our lifeblood. To deliver this podcast It's our lifeblood. It is our lifeblood. Absolutely. Wise man has said that a few times, The creativity of these titles as well, these review titles. Some mm. of them are just out there. Ooh, I yeah. love it. Oh, yeah. So keep them coming on iTunes. Um, if you don't have an iTunes account, we are on every other uh, podcast platform. So just search The Hungry Gamers. We'll pop up there. Give us a listen. Tell your friends. Rate, subscribe, all that stuff. We love you. Uh, there's still a week to go on our uh, Gleam giveaway to give away an uh, Audio-Technica gaming headset. Uh, it closes September 30th, so you've got six days, whatever today's date is. Seven days, my maths is great. Um, 8bit.net forward slash win to uh, get on there, register. Super simple. It's going to take you literally 30 seconds to yep. go on the running to win yourself a headset worth about 200 bucks. Thanks to the legends at Audio-Technica. Check out all their stuff at audiotechnica.com.au. Uh, AK Racing is another fantastic sponsor of ours. 
Use uh, the code 8bit at checkout to save yourself some Johnny Cash when you're buying the best gaming chairs in existence. Um, anything you guys want to start mentioning before we start winding down, moving on out? I want to give a quick plug to our brand new podcast, Rose Royale. Yes. Yeah. So the three of us uh, enjoyed watching The Bachelorette. Enjoyed. Cutting edge television. We, we, we went in speculatively thinking that this would be a good idea. And I think after seeing the first two episodes, we're all in agreement that this was a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so you can catch the first episode of Rose Royale. I know we said it was going to be up uh, before episodes. But it was hard for us to sort of schedule it in this week. We're going to make it a, a bit more routine. Um, and a bit more uh, readily available after this, the Thursday night episodes. Yeah, um, it, it will forward. be available at the same time as this Hungry Gamers podcast. Yeah. So if you're listening to the Hungry Gamers right now, check search for Rose Royale on the iTunes directory or whatever podcast uh, haunt of choice. Yeah. Check out that sexy logo. Give us a listen. Give us a rate and a subscription on there. And hit us up on the socials. Let us know how we did. Yeah. Are you Closet Bachelorette fans? And look, even if you're not sure what it's about and you want to maybe get in on it with us, you still can. Go to template.com.au forward slash bachelorette and you can re-watch watch the episodes mm-hmm. um, that uh, that have already aired. So you can bring yourself up to speed, listen to the episode, decide whether or not you actually agree with us on this shit. We're just riffing for the most mm. part. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun though, so give it a listen. It's very exciting. Uh, we've got a couple other podcasts that will be dropping imminently as well. Uh, we've got a film-based one. We'll, we'll still sort of keep most of those details under wraps. We're still refining that. Uh, but that will be also on the network soon. And mm-hmm. also, we've got some stuff in the works with uh, Turbo Kerbo, who's uh, coming up some pretty fresh, tasty ideas to uh, make some magic that we're pretty excited about. So yeah. uh, that'll be coming into your ears and hearts in the very near future as well. Until then, I guess you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at SalimTD. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Ali Hart. You can find me everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And you can find all of us as a collective across all the socials and on YouTube at uh, We Are 8Bit. Until next time, 8Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, an exclusive podcast from 8Bit. Be sure to check out 8Bit.net for all your video game and pop culture related needs. Additional Hungry Gamers episodes can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. While you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls.